Hello everyone, my name is Leah Vajere and this is the Fully Accountable Podcast. So today I'm super excited to have one of my very good friends join us. Her name is Alana and she actually works with me. She works for Earth Medicine and she is um, my primary uh, sales rep, agriculturalist, all of the things and she has been helping me um, grow the business here for the last two years. She's been an extremely uh, key component in our commercial uh, aspect of the business and you know even before that her and I were we were friends but we weren't like good friends and we definitely have gotten to know each other over the last two years with working together and then just you know forming a friendship together and She's a really, really uh, special individual. Um, she is also ha- she's also been on a healing path, healing journey. Um, she is, you know, someone who has decided to lead a soul focused life as well, and then while also navigating in this like three D world. And what I find so interesting about her story and what I feel is like very relatable to um, people listening is, you know, I would say like Alana is like the ultra empath in the sense of, you know, being super accountable for like everybody else's emotions and uh, versus, you know, being the asshole and being, you know, the, you know, more narcissistic tendencies that we can all kind of take on. Um, she is definitely an individual who would be responsible for everybody else, um, around her. And so what I wanted to bring her on the podcast and talk about is really, you know, when did you kind of wake up to the fact that you were, you know, taking on everybody else's shit um, while maybe, you know, while also trying to be accountable for your own own shit? Well, this is definitely something (laughs) that's a work in progress, but um, it had to have been, oh, probably several years ago, or it was a big wake up where it was just like, holy crap, like that shit's not mine. Like there's definitely um, the parts that my role in things and certain situations, and that's the things I'm accountable for. But there's also a whole other side that you would tend to carry, but then understanding that it actually isn't yours. And it's very freeing, absolutely so freeing to just be able to breathe and go, okay, it's all right. And that's the other thing. It's like, everybody's going to be all right you know? So yeah, it's, it's, but it's an ongoing journey. Yeah. That's everything's always like an ongoing journey with all of this stuff when you're in like the healing world or anything like that. Um, but exactly like what you said, where everybody's going to be okay. Everybody's going to be okay. And I don't need to own this anymore. Um, so with like, that being said, like, did you start kind of like unpacking, 
you know, when that started or like, how did that start in your life? Like where you were being responsible for everyone? Was it like right from childhood? Was it a teenagehood? Was there something in your family dynamic that you, you know, were kind of pu- pushed into that role? Or do you have any kind of awareness of when that all started? I'm not sure if I can pinpoint exactly when it started. It was kind of just an ongoing thing where you just took care of everyone else, right? Where certain, you know, you had to make sure everybody's needs were met and things like that. And yours kind of got put on the back burner and that just kind of flowed through. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I can pinpoint exactly when it was. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, too, we pick up on shit that, like, were modeled, you know, that was modeled for us. And, like, coming from, like, an agricultural background, for any of you guys, like, listening who have an egg background, like, the majority, or any, just even country background, like, the women take care of the home, the women take care of the children, the women take care of everything. And so, if you grew up with a mom who stayed home and didn't really pursue her own career, even though you may want to pursue your own career, you take, you just take that on. So you're balancing the career. And then also, like you said, like taking on all the needs of everyone else. And like, would you say, you know, like you're like, that would be similar to like your background where you were taking on or that that was modeled for you and like the generations of women in your family yes absolutely growing up on a farm and it was exactly that you know you just kind of dug in and pitched in and it took care of things that had to be done it was you know a family operation and that's just the way of so many like you said farm families Well, and what I have observed, and I honestly, you know, guys, like this is just my opinion on stuff is like with an egg background, what I've noticed is like the woman, the matriarchy, the, you know, kind of, um, individual who takes care of everything. Um, I see like they end up getting sick. And they're older age and then everybody has to take care of them because it's like the final time for them to be taken care of. So whether it's like a grandmother who, you know, was working right to the end of taking care of everyone and then finally like her body basically says like no more. And, you know, for my experience, like my grandma was hooked on dialysis for the last like four years of her life and, you know, subjected to a hospital visit every single day. And I guarantee there's an energetic component to that that related to the fact that she took care of everything and everyone for so long. And then finally, this was like the only way she got to experience being taken care of. Um, And that can happen to a lot of caregivers if they don't start realizing I need to not take on everyone and they have to be responsible for their own shit. And I need to be responsible for my shit. So like... What did you start kind of waking up to that you needed to start being like responsible for in your own life? Um, And like, when did you start kind of like, I guess, seeing a line in the in the sand drawn in the sand of like, okay, this is theirs, but this is also my stuff I need to work on. Um, Probably. A lot with my kids where it was 
okay, you know, through a healing journey and you learn so much along the way and you wish at times it's like, oh, I wish I could go back and redo things and I would do things so differently, but you can't. So it's like you are accountable for the person you were at that point. And then all this growth and how much better you are, Mm -hmm. you know, that's my responsibility. I'm accountable for me Mm -hmm. as far as how can I be a better mother Mm -hmm. every step of the way. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's, that shows up every day. Mm -hmm. And my kids will say it over and over and over again, like, Oh mom, you're so much better, you know, and Mm -hmm. healthier and happier and all the things. And that's, what's important yeah it's like that that feedback like that life proof or whatever which is so interesting like for anybody you know who does have kids who's listening and stuff like that it's like you don't know what you don't know and then when you know that's when you start being a responsible and accountable and you know moving forward from there and I don't have kids and so I do not know what that is like but I also find it so inspiring and um just like such a key example of how you know you can be responsible for the past but not stay stuck in it and move forward and continue to be better you know going forward on everything and like um so I guess like (laughs) with like this whole journey of like being accountable for your own um for your own stuff did you find like people around you like friends or other moms or anything like that that you used to associate like did you find like they were either like inspired by it or did you get any pushback from uh you know family members or anything like that or were you kind of just in your own bubble and you just had the ability to you know focus in on you guys and you know, carry on and move forward? I pretty much bubbled up. (laughs) So it was very much an internal focus. It's very humbling. It's, um, you know, my kids are the most important Mm -hmm. always. And the best thing I can do is to show them through my actions. So I got healthier, Mm -hmm. you know, I, um, my relationship with Jesus, the being, you know, connected that way. Open conversations with them. Yes, absolutely. Open conversations. They get to have their opinions. They, um, you know, like their wants and needs are heard and things like that. And that's so, so important. And, um, our relationships are stronger because of it. Well, yeah, because like we're pro, like we're so, it's a default. I even saw myself with like Nova, a dog, where it's like, oh, I am still like when I'm stressed and stuff is hitting the fan, I am, I need to not default to authoritative actions. And I wanted to default to authority. And I think a lot of parents who have the best intentions but who are not doing healing will default to authoritative actions because we've all been programmed whether it's through school through our family systems to you know get everything in a lot in line through authoritative you know harsh uh, tone words um, strict rules rigidness all that kind of stuff 
And so, like you said, where now they actually have a voice, they have, you know, they're more encouraged to open up and speak their feelings and not be scared about getting in trouble or anything like that. Like is uh, (laughs) that with going internal in your own bubble, doing your own healing, plus like rejigging the format of like how you parent must have been like a lot to take on. It was, but so worth it. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I couldn't imagine going back Mm -hmm. to old ways, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing how much different things are and things like that. So, well, and that's the thing. It just takes a little bit of time to get the life proof of like, oh, this works. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be scared and rule with fear. I can rule with love and it actually works because, you know, you see where it's like, oh, they're going to be spoiled. They're going to be this. They're going to be babies. They're going to be too weak, blah, 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 blah. Like all this bullshit. They're not going to be socialized, you know, like (laughs) something stupid like that where it's like, who is saying this? And like, who are these kids? And just because like maybe there are kids out there that are like that doesn't mean it has to be my kids. And that's how I even see with like, and you can, you can apply that. Kids are funny because it's fun. Like everybody has a fucking opinion of how you need to raise your kids, which is, is very, 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 very interesting. Um, and at the end of the day, like you can choose how your, how your bubble, like your family is going to, to operate. Like you're your own universe, your own microcosm. Um, and I think with anybody else who is like, kind of breaking from the shackles of how they were raised and their family in their family um, beliefs and their family dynamics and everything like that. Like maybe you're pregnant and you're thinking about like, oh, I'm not going to vaccinate my baby, but like you're the first one to do that. You might feel a little fucking nervous about, you know, what are people going to say? What are they going to do? Well, at the end of the day, everyone will be okay. And I think like how you approached it with going in your own bubble is key because you no longer you can't like you don't want to have a bunch of cooks in the kitchen trying to give you an opinion when you're just trying to figure out you know for yourself the first time so I guess did you ever seek out outside uh help or opinions or anything like that or have you always been someone who's really kind of kept to herself um definitely a quieter um always will seek help or advice or guidance from people that I trust Mm -hmm. that I, you know, Mm -hmm. that are in my close circle. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm not saying that's the way to do it for everybody. Everybody has their own thing that's going to work for them. For me, Mm -hmm. you know, it's always been close circle. And I think like that close circle shifts and changes as you shift and change. So at one point, you know, a close circle could have been, you know, an aunt and a sister or something like that. And then as you shift and change, it might become, you know, a best friend or whatever, you know. So like, again, like your close circle can always like ebb and flow and not be super, super rigid in that. But um, definitely I agree with like having just a handful of really close individuals, like almost like a small community that you can go to for perspective, but like who are also going to love you no matter what decision you make is vital 
in in all of this so um what's one way that you've kind of noticed you know as you've been where you've stopped taking on the responsibility of everybody else's emotions what's like is there any things that kind of stand out how you've seen your kids change or blossom now um Hmm. probably just we're so focused on you know our little group Mm -hmm. right so it's not bringing in outside Mm -hmm. situations Mm -hmm. so everybody um i don't know what the right word is it's almost kind of like lost less drama in her sense like that like no drama calm Like, you know, and just a sense of just peace and things like that Uh because, yeah. And whether or not they knew what I was taking on or not, Mm -hmm. energetically, I was still bringing it in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing too, is like the children, like the kids, even, you don't even have to be a kid. You can be, um, a friend, a roommate or anything like that. Like you feel the energy of whatever that other person is bringing to the table. So if they're bogged down and they're feeling heavy, you're going to feel that heaviness. If they're light and, you know, carefree and uh, excited about the future, like you're going to feel that. So like, even if nothing is being said on an energetic level, you're going to, to feel that. And I think we kind of forget that even if we're not maybe saying anything or making waves or anything, the energy that we're bringing to the table, everyone else around us is, is feeling it. And that's why at the end of the day, like taking care of yourself is priority one and doing what's best for yourself is going to be what's best for everybody else. Even if we don't necessarily see how or why, or, you know, it's scary as, as fuck, but, (laughs) um, so I guess like when you like, when, where do you feel like any kind of like challenges of still wanting to default back into that old pattern or maybe you don't even feel that anymore, but like an old pattern of wanting to take on too much? Like when do you feel that? What is that related to? Um, Maybe uh, probably comes down to a worth issue where it's, if I do more, I'm worth more. And that's totally not the case, but my brain still goes back to that sometimes. So my heart knows, no, that's not it. But, um, and also just knowing when, there's certain situations that you're able to help. Mm-hmm. It's it's really hard to say no mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. somebody really needs a hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, it's like that saying where it's like just because you think you can do everything doesn't mean you need to do everything for everyone. And finding that balance where you're not like withholding and not like pushing yourself in a sense but you're also not um, be your energy is being too depleted where it's not focusing on your priorities. So like what Liana always recommends and like for any of you listening, like and I've talked to this with like just, you know, people in my life and stuff like that, where you can have um, she always says you can have three priorities, maybe four. 
And if there anything in your life isn't, um, you know, contributing to those priorities, it should be a no. Uh, if you want them to be a priority, and um, if you're someone who can juggle a lot of, you know, irons in the fire, you can multitask, you have you know, the ability or you feel, you know, like this person's in a really hard spot and I could just, they could really lend a hand or, or they could really use a hand or whatever. Um, I can just do it. Like, yes, obviously that's great to help out people and to be there and everything like that. But it's also very, very, very important to not get on the fucking hamster wheel where you are just constantly being, um, shoveled out to other people's needs and other people's, you know, what other people need help with in their life. And you're not fully, and you're only able to like contribute to maybe one priority. So like if you're being drawn out thin on all these other things and you can only, you know, have enough energy after doing that to maybe give some time to your kids, but then everything you like, your own self-care goes to the wayside, your own business stuff goes to the wayside. Like that's when you need to like regroup and um, re kind of shuffle things of like, okay, I need to say no. So like, how does that feel when you think about having to say no to other things that are, the universe is obviously going to throw you <laughs> your way to like test you. Like, do you feel, get like a pit in your stomach or how does that feel? Um, definitely like, oh, I, I'm allowed to do that, mm-hmm. you know, because and it's always going to depend on the situation because there's always going to be something where it's like this is very short term or you know I can take a day and put everything aside or whatever that is you know um I'm not automatically going to say no to everything (laughs) at this point but um it would be a new thing Mm -hmm. it would be a new thing what if you did say no to everything what would happen? <laughs> what would happen? <laughs> what about like, what if you said no to everything? The world's burning. And she's like, no, I need to, I still need to send out these emails for my business. <laughs> like, you know, like it's just, it is funny where it's like, no, right. It's case by case and life happens and ebbs and flows. And we have to be flexible. Absolutely. But like I was telling you yesterday where I'm like, I need to be like, Okay, so in a sense of like being accountable for my self-discipline. So I really don't like, I have definitely been on the hamster wheel of helping other people out, um, you know, whether it's like taking care of something, taking care of an animal, taking whatever else. And like that, you know, I've been there where I'm like, holy fuck, like my full-time job is taking care of like my friend's like animal who's sick or whatever. And I'm like, I have not done work in a month and a half. Like that's fucked, you know, cause I got to pay bills and yet, you know, and so it's just like, I, it, my business is getting put off to the side because I've taken on the responsibility of someone else's, you know, needs, emotions, whether it's an animal, like usually it's like needs and emotions a lot of the times. Um, you know, where, or picking up the phone and taking that two hour phone call for a friend who's like in distraught and stuff. But like that phone call is happening every day or something like that. So um, I have fucking done that totally. And so now I'm like, okay, yes, I'm going to say no to everything basically. And, but then my other thing is like, I need to be accountable for my self 
discipline because it's almost like I can shut down, close the door, close the door to my office and then have all this free time and then no (laughs) self-discipline. So then I'm like going to the gym. I'll get my nails done. I'm like, I really should go shopping and get that. You know what I want to make from scratch? You know, I'm going to go and buy and make this like elaborate recipe from scratch now. And it's like, I'm not even self-disciplined. It's like I shut down and say no to everything. I have all this free time and I'm like, oh, I'm actually, instead of making like those sales calls and like doing the things that make me uncomfortable in my business, I'm going to take some pretty pictures of plants and post those online that like really don't make me any money at all. So I just like, that for me is like, okay, yes, it's like two faults. You have to be... um, accountable in, you know, saying no to things that don't align with your priorities. And then you have to implement the self-discipline because like your, you know, whether it's your inner children or whatever else, they'll also like dictate your time as well. So like, do you find, how do you feel like, what's your experience with like self-discipline? Are you a very disciplined person or do you feel like you have to work on that? Definitely something to work on because almost it's like, sometimes when you get that moment to breathe and then it's hard to like push into something else right away Mm -hmm. but you know when i get in my head sit down focus we're you know yes totally in flow um but yeah there's definitely moments that Mm -hmm. need some improvement Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's so fucking funny to me where i'm like it I, and I didn't even real I did realize I, I was doing it and no one helped me in identifying why and how I was doing it was writing out in my day planner of all the things that I needed to do and not getting them done. And they're pretty basic <laughs> things. And I had all day and nobody was bugging me because everybody's, you know, respecting my boundaries. Cause I made a big hoo-ha about like, you know, having boundaries. And then I'm like sitting jacking off, you know, in my office, like just fucking, you know, Googling something, researching something that has nothing to do with, you know, watching a video on YouTube, like whatever. Like we've all kind of been there where it's like, you're not actually zeroed in and focused on, on your business. That's why I'm always kind of like envious of like the people who are like, I'm a workaholic. I'm like, God, what is that like? <laughs> I wish. Teach me. How do you have that much work to do? I barely have like <laughs> anything. So it's like, yeah, like again, but it's because they're super disciplined and they can create that energy. So then energy is coming back to them and more opportunities is coming to them and everything. And it's like, I think that's a really super fucking cool. And um, it's always like that balance of like not being a workaholic where that's all you do, but also being disciplined and dedicated to your your work so um what do you think like how has it been for you feel you know transitioning out of being um more of like a stay-at-home mom into you know career lady like what is what has that felt like and like how like have you felt more like excited about it have you felt intimidated by it like what's that feeling it's so exciting and it's fun um it's definitely when we're talking boundary settings it's like I need to have those boundaries with my kids because they're used to having me full-time but when it's like okay I need to sit down at my desk I have work to do I have these meetings whatever um you know so it's an adjustment for everybody but also for them to see me growing something and getting out there and rebuilding and all of the things um 
that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's just it's a new it's just a new version of you that they're they're getting acquainted with, really. Because, like you said, you are you were always available twenty four seven. You know, you stayed home with them until you know whatever age, and now you're still home. But now there's a difference in having like, oh, these are like my my office hours, my alone time or whatever that I need to have these these meetings done and everything like that. And if they're human, too, where it's going to be uncomfortable because it's change and that's fucking totally fine. Like that is completely fine for them to be upset or questioning or not really liking it because you know we don't like things that change and everything like that but eventually once um you're in your groove with work and they see that and you hold you know those strong loving boundaries um they're that's just modeling for them of like oh this is what and then they see the success that comes with that okay oh this is what i need to do to you know, provide for myself or to have a career or this is what it could look like for myself if I wanted to build something. Because a lot of the times, like, like we all know, um, the, uh, like money making and career stuff like that is all in the masculine energy. And, um, anything to do with like finances is related to your masculine, your masculine energy. And so, um, a lot of the times for, women for girls it's easy to identify that in your dad because you see your dad go off to work um or you know run in the farm or running his own company or whatever your upbringing was you it's easy for you to see that and if you had a mom that stayed home it's very very easy to identify with saying not being able to picture a woman being able to manifest the amount of wealth that a man can because if you've never seen it um and that's just it is what it is like it is what it is it's not blaming the mom for staying home it's not you know bashing on anybody's upbringing it's just if you were a woman who had a stay-at-home mom and your dad was the head income earner it might be you might have found it has been you might have had some blocks in really believing that you're capable of manifesting massive amounts of wealth you might have always thought that you could do pretty good but it would be much more secure if you had a man next to you also making money and he probably will always make more than you um that for me that was always like my experience it's not that i ever thought i wasn't capable of like working or even owning a business um but there was a big period of time where like i never even thought I could, you know, that there's a lot of a big period of time where I'm like, oh, I need to have a guy in order to feel like ultra uh, secure. And if I don't have that, um, then I'll never be, I'll never be able to fully be comfortable or I'll never be able to fully like relax in my body, in myself or anything like that because, um, I've never had to see, you know, a woman have to basically provide for her own family in a sense like that. Like I've seen it in other people. I saw it for a brief moment in time when, you know, my dad was setting up the company down in the States and my mom was, and that took about two years 
to set up the business down in the States. And my mom, it was just my mom and us kids. And she had to work and take care of us and everything. And she always worked. She was never a stay at home mom. Um, but it was always the primary focus was always on like my dad, my dad, my dad and his company and the company and stuff like that. But there was that brief moment in time where she was having to kind of do her own thing to provide for us. But again, I think there was a lot of struggle energy in that because it was a struggle. Um, you know, you don't bag 20, 40 pound bags of compost and sell them out of the back of your van and not think like that's not fucking hard times. Um, and so it was just like, it was just very, very eye opening. even though like no adults were like talking to us about it, you just observe it as a kid. Um, so with your kids being able to see you now stepping into that more like career role, I think is going to be really, really, really good for them. Even if they're like, maybe not comfortable. Yeah. Even if they're annoyed for like the first little bit, but like anything like that's that's kind of where like that parenting part comes in where they're like they're allowed to have those feelings now and you like sit down and have those conversations and everything like that and so um with like and like with their choices too and like how they want to have like their own careers and everything like that like you're you know modeling that for them um which is which is really really amazing um and then so i guess with like what has been like the the biggest like aha moment for you in this whole like healing journey so far like is there something that stands out you're looking at me like shit don't hit me with that (laughs) like is there kind of like that one like kind of click moment that was just like just was like the aha thing of like this is what I've been searching for or I don't know if it was I don't know if I can pinpoint one moment or just an inner knowing Mm -hmm. the inner feeling and the calm and the peace that came with that Mm -hmm. so yeah I wish I hadn't way better story than that but you know so but like okay so when you were um like a young adult like you know in your 20s then 30s and everything like that like were you always searching for something or like were you just humming along and then some and then an event happened and that just blew up your world um I was pretty much humming along and then um I guess there was a tragedy that really Mm -hmm. changed the way I started looking at things and everything from health to spirituality to like you name it every single corner of my life Mm -hmm. got an overhaul Mm -hmm. it's like it's like when you're hit with tragedy you it's like a real humbling moment of like oh, this can all be over in an instant. And if, and some people wake up and change and other people like fall back into default mode and keep humming along or trying to, even though they never will, um, go back and you chose to not do that. Um, and then, and so when you, when you kind of had that wake up, 
did you just start, you know, kind of like running towards everything that was like bringing you either peace or clarity or what was it like what what's kept you going um well my kids Mm -hmm. ultimately like um because why wouldn't I want to be the best I could be for them Mm -hmm. to show them better for them to have better, mm-hmm. to be better, mm-hmm. all the things. Mm-hmm. Because humming along was working mm-hmm. okay until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's ultimately it. Mm-hmm. This, that's, this path is for me and my soul, but for it's also for my kids. And I think that is like number one for a lot of moms out there where it is it is for yourself but it is also for your your kids because like you my life was not bad I wasn't I wasn't homeless I wasn't addicted to drugs I, you know, even alcohol was not, did not have a vice over my life. I was never in um, bad situations, poverty. I like, there, it wasn't bad, you know, like a dramatized, you know, she's leaving the trailer park and she's never coming back and she's changing her name and she's going to Nashville kind of thing. <laughs> like that was not my fucking life at all. And so, and I have gone that where it was like, you know, why the fuck are you healing like so much? Or why is it such a priority? Like it hasn't been that bad. Your childhood wasn't that bad. And it's always not that bad. That's like the fucking mantra of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Not that bad. And I, so I understand with humming along until, you know, you can't hum along anymore because life threw you a really big fucking curveball, and it shook up your entire world. And so for like which can be kind of difficult for people to uh, outsiders to understand because it wasn't it's you know that's how families are that's how your your grandfather was that's how your mother was or whatever it's like we have this like expectation of just everybody's had a pretty decent life and like why do you need anything better why you know why do you need anything better and that honestly is like small town Saskatchewan like full-blown like narrative of like not real like why can't you just stay humble and why do you need to you know go for anything Mm -hmm. anything more um but at the end of the day like you said like why wouldn't I want my kids to have the best parent that they could have or the best relationship with a mom who is, you know, doing, living her most authentic self. Because that's really what it comes down to is a bunch of people not living their most authentic life because they, they're afraid that like, whatever, it's not going to be in the best interest of the family. Like that's insane. That's insane to not think that living your most authentic self and being your most authentic self is not going to be the best thing for everybody around. And so did you like, because for me, it was like I had to, I started to kind of like uncover 
my authentic self and like did you feel that slowly started being part of your process as well yeah and that's still coming out I think I'm still finding my true authentic self and I just want to back up a little bit like when I say you know doing this all for my kids but ultimately it's going to be their own path right Mm -hmm. they are they're going to have their own choices and everything else Mm -hmm. I guess um but to show them a different side of things that's not the socially accepted Mm -hmm. maybe I don't know if that's the right Mm -hmm. way to put that but Mm -hmm. um yes so ultimately to be better for them but then they get to choose and their yes it is ultimately their own path as well so well and that's the thing is like it is everybody is their own individual but yet that is not something that's nurtured and fostered in our society where what's nurtured in the, or fostered in the society is to fall in line and just, you know, be another number in the system kind of thing. And so you get to be your own path and get to have your own path. And so for your kids, in a sense of that's why it always comes back down to the individual mm-hmm. where you are learning who you are on your authentic self, your authentic path. What does she look like? What does she, how does she dress? What does she do? What are her interests? You know, what's her energy? Like all of that stuff. And just like how they can see that. And when they start to, when they are uncovering, you know, who their authentic self is, they're not going to be shamed for that which is the biggest thing, right? And so that's where that key component comes in where, yes, I understand where it's co- it is for your kids, but it's for you, but the beautiful ripple effect is it's for your kids as well. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, where it's not in a, when you say it's uh, for your kids, it's not in a matriarchy kind of energy at all where you're self-sacrificing for you know the good of everyone which is typically what we we think of when we kind of talk like that where it's for the family it's for the kids it's whatever but it's like no when I'm I'm really what's for them is just me modeling my most true authentic self or modeling a path of discovering my most true authentic path because regardless of like being in your own bubble and having your own, you know, like life and your own conversations, um, you know, life and outsider factors are all going to try to like program them no matter what you do. And right. that that is, it is what it is. And like, but the biggest thing that we can do is just continually modeling how you are navigating all those outsider factors, how you are deprogramming from all those outside forces and opinions and uh, whatever kind of false restrictions that outside stuff wants to to put on. Um, and that can be like as simple as like saying no to a fucking family gathering that like nobody wants to go to now. Or it could be as simple as like when the pandemic was happening and it's like, no, we're not wearing a mask. Like I'm not wearing, you can choose to not wear a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. And, you know, if you don't want to wear one, well, like I'm just modeling how I'm going to navigate that kind of thing. Like any of these like little restrictions that back in the day, we never even had to think we really needed to like maneuver through. But 
sadly that seems to be part of our reality where sovereignty i didn't even know sovereignty was a word <laughs> like did you even know like what that was not in the sense that i know now yeah so yeah. like no like i didn't even fucking think about being a sovereign individual like that it was not even um on my fucking radar to be have a concern about and so now it's everything and I think it's just, I don't know, it's interesting to be able to see, see how all of us are on our own paths, healing, but, you know, doing our own thing. And I have just really, really, really enjoyed getting to know your family and getting to know your lovely kids, all of them, all four of them. Like, I just, I love being around them. I love talking with them. They're all so intelligent and funny and like have like their own opinions of things and it's just a fucking brush of fresh air because you can talk to them and ask them a question or they ask you a question and there's back and forth stuff versus I actually I don't it's so far away from my memory now because I haven't been around kids who aren't like as engaging because I only surround myself with like my (laughs) friends kids who are all you know homeschooled and super intelligent and like you know just like really dynamic and their interests and everything like that and emotionally in touch with themselves um but before I remember like yeah having a conversation and it would be like they're on their phone or they're gaming and it's just like no eye contact down and it's like good yeah school is fine I'm in this grade and that's it can I go now and that was it like it's just that's not the case so it's just been amazing to yeah just be able to be in their lives and and see them and also it's honestly like a great model for me to see of like what the potential is for you know myself when I choose to have you know kids or whatever I can see you know how you guys are all navigating it and succeeding in it and everything like that so um we're already like coming up on like almost an hour so (laughs) I'll wrap that up but I want to just say thank you so much for like talking with me on this because I know you're shy and you don't really like to like speak out on this kind of stuff but I think it's really important because there are so many individuals out there who um, it's just really easy for them to default into that caretaker role and put everyone and everything you know before themselves so yeah just want to say thank you and if there's anything you want to (laughs) say to close just thank you so much for having me and always being so supportive but everything so thank you no thank you so much okay guys so that wraps up another episode of the fully accountable podcast and thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week have a good one